0: We are recording and broadcasting.
1: Good evening. Welcome to the September meeting of Uttlesford District Council Scrutiny Committee. We have a busy agenda this evening with a large number of substantive items. Just to remind both members and those listening into the broadcast that um, scrutiny has a very distinctive role within the governance structure of Uttlesford. It's what's often described as a critical friend of the administration and we need to balance both the criticism and the friend. It is not a party political forum, it is there to assist in the efficient governance and implementation of policy. So I will now move on if I may to the first item on our agenda which is apologies for absence and declarations of interest. Mr. Gibson, do we have anything?
2: We have apologies from Councillor Jones and Councillor Criscione, Chair.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Uh, minutes of the previous meeting. Uh, you'll note these are in narrative form and slightly longer than normal, and they refer to our meeting in respect of the local plan scrutiny. Are there any comments, observations, or amendments that members would wish to make? I'm not seeing any expressions there, so if members are content, then I will sign them when I am so permitted. Good, thank you. We have one public speaker, I believe, Mr. Gibson, Councillor Pavitt, is that correct?
2: That's correct, Chair.
1: Councillor Pavitt, the floor is yours. You
3: have four minutes. Thank you, Chair. Um, Yes, can I draw members' attention, please, to the um, corporate plan delivery plan, um, which commences, I think, on page 138 um, and starts with the action on climate change. Um, I mean, it's good to see that funding is now being made available. However... I'm rather disappointed, and bear in mind I, I act as deputy chair on that particular group, so I'm reasonably well informed. I'm
2: yeah.
3: rather disappointed to see that March 2021 has become a default delivery date for so many actions. Um, all the more so when you consider that um, climate change, the climate change emergency motion was passed more than a year ago. Um, A specific concern is on page 140, where you, uh, item two, conserve our natural resources, uh, implement and enforce policies that protect water and reduce energy consumption. I fail to understand why that also has been deferred to March 21. Um, The water and rivers motion that was passed in July um, asks for certain actions that are perfectly um, deliverable now. For instance, you know, it, it, it answered that the council and officers call on those responsible for water supply and environmental protection to adopt immediate measures to avoid the loss of important river habitats. Well, that can be done now. Why leave it to March 2021? Um, the requirements also ask for the council to call, to call on the environment agency to, to submit a plan uh, for restoring uh, the rivers uh, on monitoring. I paraphrase here monitoring water quality and restoring biological health um, and so forth these are all things that can be done now they don't have to wait till march 2021 in fact when you bear in mind the likely length of time the environment agency is going to take to respond it's as well we get the um, place, uh, later. um there is also an item at the top of that motion uh lobby central government to gain better recognition etc etc well this week Um, an an all-party parliamentary group was formed, um, specifically on the function of chalk streams, um, and it provides a perfect environment in which to bang our drum. Um, You can be sure that there'll be others in Hertfordshire, Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire, Wiltshire and so forth who are all there banging on their door, and we ought to be doing the same. Um, to, to To get the plight of our rivers properly recognised, uh, and to push the question of water resilience and up the government's agenda. So if I can leave those thoughts with you, please. Um, thank you. Thank you for your time.
1: Thank you, Councillor Pavitt. Um, Councillor Reeves, you're um, speaking to the Corporate Plan Development Plan, I'm going to throw you a fast one and ask you to uh, comment and respond to Councillor Pavitt, if you'd be so kind.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll give a shot. Um, Listen to uh, the points, especially. I think your main um, critique was the absence of ambition on achieving earlier deadlines. And uh, now clearly, this is in uh, in Councillor um, Pepper's uh, portfolio, so she she has to agree to that. But uh, if a deadline is given as March twenty one, it doesn't mean that it can't be done earlier. And uh, if the, uh, the group can uh, aspire to do that, then uh, um, so much the better. I'm not giving a totally concrete answer because it's, it's not my own uh, portfolio, of that. But that would be the tenor. And um, the main point, I think, to take is that if we listen to your, um, uh, your point there, then I'm sure that that will be... Uh, taken on board by um, uh, Councillor Pepper to see if um, if some change is warranted now or later.
1: Councillor Pavitt, would you care to come back on that or are you content?
3: Sorry, I'm trying to get my, my, my microphone defeat to undefeat. Um, yes, thank you. I, I'll, I'll, I'll follow that up with Councillor Pepper uh, and. Um, maybe officers will be inclined to at least start the process of waving the, the emergency flag over water resilience sooner rather than later. Um, that has some bearing on the planning issue as well, on Councillor John Evans' um, remit, because um, water resilience is and, and, and um, the, the effects of water shortage on our rivers uh, is now actually finally at last, Getting some recognition within the planning environment, and I think we need to we need to start addressing it to understand quite where we stand um, on planning matters, um, and to what degree the lack of water in the future will shape um, our ability to um, to respond to planning applications, particularly more major ones. Another thought left with you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, uh, Chief Executive, and then Mr. Glenday, please.
4: Uh, thank you, Chair. I may, may be uh, stealing Gordon's thunder, uh, so apologies if that's the case. Uh, obviously, the actions that were specifically arising from Councillor Pavitt's motion that was successfully passed at council, um, many of those will be being actioned. Uh, this is the uh, this is the. Um, a wider range of uh, actions potentially that will be included in the climate change action plan. But any actions that were arising arising from the council motion will of course be actioned by officers uh, as soon as they can.
1: Mr Glenday, anything further to add?
5: No, that's exactly And I was just going to add as an example, we have already been in touch with the Environment Agency on the basis of the motion. And they have responded saying that they are, they're looking into the issue and they will come back to us. So we'll we'll keep you briefed on that. So but as Councillor Reid Van Dawn says that we are looking at that stuff already. It?
1: OK, thank you very much indeed. Um, we'll move on now, if I may, out of order to item number nine, update on planning related studies. uh. Mr. Glenday, would you care to speak to this? And then I'll ask Councillor LeCount to um, raise issues on behalf of the committee as a whole.
5: Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Chair. Again, thank you for bringing this uh, item forward. Um, It's obviously a very short report. um, At the last scrutiny, we were asked to uh, come back again just to make sure that these these important items didn't fall off the agenda. Um, Clearly, the first item in terms of the airport um, whilst airport passenger numbers have been increasing, um, they're obviously nowhere near the, the levels that they were pre-COVID, and therefore uh, the fly parking issue hasn't risen again. Uh, officers are mindful of the fact that we understand that the public transport uh, car ratio has moved more towards private cars, I think because of fears of perhaps some people using public transport. So there is that to bear in mind as well. but. Uh, so far anyway we've not been made aware of any real you know significant issues around flight parking um so there isn't really an awful lot to to do on that basis what i suggest is that we keep it under review you know maybe every three months we, we come back if there's anything happening but clearly with the situation with covid now um it's hard to see there's going to be a major increase in in passage numbers over the next three to six months but we've got to keep an eye on things in terms of the planning obligations group again that's self-explanatory the, the the group agreed to wait until christmas to review that they've they've got to come up with their uh, formal recommendations but they'll be looking to do that early in the year and as regards the planning advisory service study um again all the the interviews that they've undertaken have now been completed apart from there was one or two that they were waiting for i've told them just to to get on and complete the report um so they'll be finishing the report by the end of october so again i suggest that uh, once we've considered the report, we've considered what potential actions there would be from that, we bring the report back to scrutiny probably early in the year. And that's all I've
6: got to say for the time being. Thanks, Chair.
1: Thank you very much indeed, Mr Glenday. Uh, Councillor LeCount, then Councillor Driscoll, then Councillor Dean, please.
6: Was, uh, I think that was a very good report, if I may say, uh, Gordon Hatchley. Um, basically, what we do know is that, the, that basically there's very few cars being parked anywhere, actually, yeah. since COVID's come, come down. <clears throat> we will be looking at that again because it. I think it's something that will return. That's my first point. My second point is that the, the, the fact is that we will be looking at these major applications um, and that will be looked at. And I gather the, the the group were going to be talking with other uh, committee, not committee members, but, but members, not members. I do apologise, officers, uh, with regards to actually discussing that more fully. And you're saying we do that in October? Is that correct? Yeah. That, well,
5: that, well, what we what we anticipate is that the advisory group have completed all their studies. They will expect to produce a report with recommendations we'll bring that back to you um, either later in the year or early in the new year with what we think the uh, recommendations what we should do with them and what the proposed action should be so it should be an action plan coming from the recommendations.
6: okay i'm fine with that chair thank you very much thank
7: you, thank you very much councillor driscoll thank you chair uh, i'd just like to um go on to the fly parking uh the stancy transport forum uh, has actually agreed to talk to us at the next meeting about fly parking to see if we can sort something out. So it is a, a little bit further on and maybe people think it is. Thank you, Chair. Councillor Dean.
8: Thank you, Chairman. Uh, Mr Glenday has already answered one of my questions because I had posed the question to myself earlier in the day as to whether there are more people arriving at the airport by car uh, and therefore a lower proportion by um, public transport at the moment. Um, I, I mean that, that therefore s- says to me that potentially there is um, a, a greater risk of uh, fly parking as a proportion of the number of passengers, even though the total is down. So, um, if, if in fact. As we've just heard that the dialogue is getting underway then i, I w- would encourage that because i you know I, I got the impression from reading elsewhere that we may be sitting tight for some time but um it, it would be good if the dialogue could carry on and that there is monitoring taking place as to what the reality is in terms of fly parking at the present time albeit it may probably on a lower level but a higher proportion so thanks very much
1: Thank you. Um, Mr Glenday, thank you very much indeed. Uh, For the record, um, your officers have been diligent in the extreme in pursuing these matters. And um, I know that one of the reasons that we've asked certain of them to be paused is because we were concerned that one or two were becoming overburdened. And uh, I know Councillor Crisciani took the lead on that. But for the record, please thank your officers for their hard work on this. One very brief question probably best directed to Mr. Harborough. Um, If I recall, in the Stansted application, um, quite a lot of reference was made to modal shift from car to public transport. Is it of significance that we now seem to be getting some measure of reverse modal shift, even though it's on reduced numbers?
9: Yes, Chairman, I hope... Uh, all members will have received the council's statement of case for the forthcoming Stansted inquiry, and you can see in relation to what that statement of case says about reason for refusal number four, which related to the mitigation measures and the 106 obligation, um, that that particular issue has been flagged, uh, and um, work is underway at the moment uh, on the, the part of the appellant, to address those concerns um, and we will wait to see what emerges as a result from that further work
1: thank you very much indeed mr harborough um, thank you mr glenday have a very pleasant evening
10: thank you chair you too
1: thank you uh, moving back to the beginning of the agenda responses of the executive to reports of the committee i am aware of none am i correct in that
5: you are correct, Chairman. Jolly
1: really good. Consideration of any matter referred to the committee in relation to a call in of a decision? Once again I'm aware of none. Good. Seem to have general assent from that. Correct. So, we can move on to the cabinet forward plan. Do members have any particular points they wish to raise?
8: Councillor Dean Yes, thank you, Chairman. The um, two items at at the beginning to be received at the October meeting, Community Engagement Strategy and Statement of Community Involvement, will they be seen by this committee in its local plan form, I suppose, uh, before the 20th of October?
1: To the best of my knowledge and belief, and Mr Orty will doubtless correct me, Those items are coming to our Local Plan Scrutiny meeting on the 7th and Cabinet has been deferred for a few days to take account of that. Is that correct, Mr Orte?
9: That is correct.
1: Thank you very much. Anything further, Councillor Dean? Uh,
8: I don't think so at this stage. um...
1: Okay. Uh, If I can ask a couple of...
8: um... um, If I may, I'm sorry. 20th of October, Council's corporate equality policy, uh, that of course is in a way tied up with one, the training that's being offered and coming up fairly soon for members and officers and and the getting underway of the listening events that, that have been agreed. I, I Is there a standard Scrutiny committee before the 20th of October that might wish to look at that.
1: Breaking up, Councillor. I'm breaking up. You're
8: you're frozen
1: now.
8: Right, you're also frozen, Chairman, I'm afraid. Uh, We missed all of that. Right. I'll well, have another go. The, the item on the core quality policy, is that to be due to you? Am I not being heard? Yeah, you're being I can heard you, Councillor Dean. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the question was whether the Corporate quality policy will be looked at before it goes to Cabinet on the 20th of October?
9: Uh, there isn't a non-local planned scrutiny meeting between uh, now and that uh, that Cabinet meeting. So, no, there isn't an opportunity.
3: Um, you, you've lost your chairman, and I might add that we seem to be having internet problems or, or broadband problems in Great Chesterford. It, it, I was cursed with it this afternoon at another meeting. So we'll have to wait for your chair to re- re-engage.
8: My question would be, Richard, whether the committee um, comes to arrangements for informal or offline uh, looking at pieces of particular pieces of work rather than waiting for a committee. Just that I consider this to be an important document.
10: I move while we wait that we move to the deputy chair. There's no point in just sitting
6: here. Shall we move on, or was that my, all? <laughs>
11: my confidence in taking over in the interim?
6: Would you do that, actually, Geoffrey?
11: No, I'm, I'm, I, you're the vice chair, Gary. So I'm okay. suggesting that uh, if, if you're
6: willing, you look.
2: Chair, I'm am, I am letting Councillor Gregory back in. Hopefully
6: it'll be uh, OK. Let's see, well, let's see what happens. Sorry about that. I have
1: uh, I don't know what happened there. My connection dropped. Uh, where were we? My apologies.
8: I just asked a question, Chairman, regarding the Council's corporate equality policy. We, uh, Richard Orte informs me that there isn't a, a standard Scrutiny meeting before the 20th of October. I'm wondering whether it's custom and practice for the committee, a couple of members to, or whatever, to look at something like that and and take it offline or by email correspondence or whatever.
1: Um, What's the general view of members? Would they wish to have some uh, involvement in that before it goes to Cabinet? I'm not detecting a huge amount of enthusiasm for that. Ah,
11: councillor. So, I think so, Chair. Uh, I think councillor Dean is correct that it is an important item. And again, if it's sent out by email, those people who are interested will look at it and comment. Those who are not won't. Uh, but if there's an opportunity uh, via scrutiny... And for those that comment to give a, some form of collective view by itself, I think it should be done. Well,
1: if members wish it, then clearly it would be prudent to do so. I suggest we have uh, three members. Um, I get the impression that you and Councillor Dean are willing to volunteer. So could we have a third volunteer?
11: I should say, I'm quite happy to step back in favour of Councillor Dean and two others. I'm not
1: detecting a huge amount of enthusiasm. I'm going to have to be uh, quite brutal here and say, Councillor LeCount, I'm going to call upon you to involve yourself in this matter.
6: I'll take the third one.
7: Thank you ever so much. I just just put my thumb up. I'm happy to deal with it if someone... Is only there under duress. We'd never
6: put Councillor LeCount under duress. No, he's he's a very <laughs> very cool character. So, but if you wish, Councillor Driscoll, to take that on, please do. Thank uh, well, you very much indeed, Councillor Driscoll. That's extremely kind of you. Fine. So, if we I could look all, forward
7: to the email,
1: if we could arrange, Mister Orty, for when the documentation is available for it to be circulated to Councillor Cell Dean, and Driscoll for some. Uh, consideration that would be very kind good you're content with that um i've got one slightly boring question if i may the woodside way appropriation of land this is a hardy perennial that pops up every time but never seems to get resolved and i'm sure it's not terribly um comfortable for those people who live relatively close to it so
9: Could we have some idea of when that might be resolved, please? Yes, Chairman. So, um, uh, we don't anticipate it coming back to the next meeting of Cabinet. Uh, There's still further work to do looking at uh, the various potential scenarios and the implications of of those scenarios. Um, So... um, I think it'll be the cabinet meeting after the next one, at which we report back on those matters.
1: Okay, but, um, can I take it there is some degree of urgency, bearing in mind the amount of time this has been outstanding?
9: Uh, no immediate urgency at the moment. Otherwise, we would be obviously addressing the matter more expeditiously. Um, so, uh, no, uh, there aren't. Uh, the The matter can wait until the the date that I've indicated.
1: Okay, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Does anybody have any comments in regard to Cabinet Forward Plan matters beyond the 20th of October? No, I'm not seeing any. In that case, we will move on to the um, National Audit Office report on local authority investment in commercial property. This has been deferred a number of times Uh, It's an extremely important matter, but it's only really been deferred because circumstance was such. I'm enormously grateful to Councillor Caton for coming out of what one might describe as retirement from scrutiny, although that's not quite the right word, and agreeing as our sort of resident expert on the matter to introduce the matter and uh, lead questioning on it. Um, Mr Webb, would you care to introduce the item?
0: Uh, I wasn't planning on saying anything, Chair. I thought uh, we were going to go straight, straight to Councillor Caton uh, and let him deal with it as it was his right. request. I'm
1: merely w- wondered if you wish to
0: make any clarification... Not, not really at right. this stage, Chair.
1: I quite understand. Councillor Caton, over to you. Uh,
0: thank you, Adrian.
12: Um, as I said to the committee uh, when I proposed that we discuss it, I mean, I... We, was really clear that this report was um, showing the direction of travel of uh, government policy uh, on investments and borrowing boring investments. Now subsequently to the publication of this report government went out for on consultation on uh, on the lending money from the by the public works loan board for investments for yield and subsequently the government have um, said they won't allow uh, the public works loan board to actually lend money to Bigger councils, of which Uttlesford is one, uh, to buy investments for yield. Now, I'm fully aware that we are actually borrowing on the open market for this, but the Public Loans Work, um, Public Works Loan Board is the our kind of borrower of last resort, and therefore, I still think it is something that the committee and the council should be aware of. And one of my kind of concerns is that neither the government nor local government association has actually come up with standards that they think local authorities should um, live up to when they do this borrowing for yield. Uh, there are some anecdotal kind of measures, which I think the Council should be aware of. Um, uh, when I spoke last time, I highlighted the, uh, the situation of the spellful um, local authority, which is actually borrowing 50 times its annual income on uh, commercial investments Uh, and at a public accounts committee the chief executive of SIPFA openly criticised the cell phone level. He said uh, that council borrowed 50 times its annual budget to set up its property speed You don't have to be an accountant of the year to know that that is quite a lot of risk. I think we as a council need to bear that in mind. And I know at the moment, uh, I think at the 300 million uh, level, we are something like eight or nine times our annual budget. So it's not, as severe as spell form. but I do think uh, when we come up to developing our kind of performance measures, our KPI, which uh, um, Mr. Webb tells me that the, the Investment Board is going to consider in November that we should be looking at things like, you know, the, the level of Um, borrowing that we are undertaking as against our annual budget um, and also update the um, commercial strategy which is hopelessly out of date at the moment. It does not reflect what we've done in the last uh, few months And, and you know I just think we need to be much more open and transparent about this with both non-investment board members and the general public. Um, I would suggest that the uh, APIs and performance measures are actually uh, considered as an item on the scrutiny um, agenda, at least every time a a quarterly report is used by the investment board i mean there are other kind of good practice things that i think we we should be doing with our investment uh, and decisions so they are there are they do they are best practice uh, and i think my overall attitude is even though there aren't national standards. We should be trying to become an exemplar of the local council's investment and actually trying to do better. Um, I'm conscious that there's still an issue about independence. Chairman of the investment board, I have raised the issue of ethical investments, we've not got anything in our commercial strategy about the ethics or the climate change implications of our investment, although I know that the Director of Finance is um, pushing the the need for electric uh, charging points and those kind of things. But I think we should be actually taking a much more holistic view of the investment strategy uh, than just looking at it from an income point of view. And so that's all I would like to say at the moment, Mr. Chair.
1: Thank you, Councillor Kate And Councillor Reeve, you're chair of the investment board. Um, any comments or observations?
2: Yes, I think the, these, uh, the points we've just heard from uh, Councillor Caton are, are not new. And I think they've been uh, discussed in the... Uh, also in the investment board. And I thank uh, Councillor Caton for uh, re-raising them uh, this evening. Um, I think the, um, the, the issue about uh, spelthorpe I'd never get its name right, but about their, um, uh, the oversize of their investment. I think that's a, a real outlier. And I don't think I would like to be uh, compared with them uh, too much. Uh, But I accept that we do need to be careful. I think the main point that uh, I wanted to make in terms of where we are along our path is that we're getting to the end of our uh, investment uh, portfolio. And um, so my own personal priorities as a a member of that uh, group are to, and and the the portfolio holder, is to actually um, um, complete our portfolio uh, and uh, whilst that's going on, the, the last step of that, to start thinking of the next steps, one of the next steps being indeed to review the, uh, the ongoing maintenance of the uh, portfolio and where we go from there, and the uh, constant uh, updating of the, uh, the strategy documents, policy documents. So um, all of those points that are raised are good ones. I think, though, in terms of priorities, the first one is to get the to, to summarising to get the portfolio complete, and then after that to start the process of uh, uh, renewal and improvement. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Councillor Sell.
2: Thank you.
11: I declare I'm a member of the investment board. Uh, So some of the comments I'm going to make, those members will have heard. One first thing is, I think we will have to determine as scrutiny what is our relationship to the investment board. A bit like, what is our relationship to the local plan leadership group? I I think there is a role there. Uh, I think Councillor Caton has made some valid points. I made the statement that the priorities Councillor Reeves just said was to fix the hole in our general fund, to try to help us to bring in revenue streams to do that. And we have not quite completed our £300 million, but we're quite well on, on the way to do that. But I think when we discussed at Council, you may recall Amazon, some members express some discord.
13: Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold your meeting. Thank you,
2: Adrian.
11: But what I would say is that it's not just financial, it's also reputational damage, in that we should have a clear policies on who we are prepared to invest in. I know that the Director of Finance has always made it clear, for example, at Chester Research Park, which we completed some time ago, that we wouldn't entertain firms who, who use animals in live experiments. Uh, but I think it would need to go beyond that. So I think once we've got there 300 million, we should revisit the commercial strategy and think about getting some transparency, thinking about a bit more about how we can help Uttlesford and also directly and also the east of England, thank you.
1: Thank you Councillor so uh, Councillor Lavell.
14: Thank you. So um, I've been somewhat interested and surprised by some of the comments and I'll put it in that way because I believe that we are trying to revisit a lot of things that have already been covered in great detail in the setting up of our investment board and our investment strategy. I mean, let, let's start with the first thing. Our investment strategy has been discussed twice in full council already. And we have a commitment to bring that back each year to full council for um, revisiting. So, Councillor Sell is absolutely correct. The investment strategy should be looked at regularly, and we have already committed to look at it once a year, and I, which is probably an appropriate time frame, because you have to be have time to implement a strategy after you've agreed it. You don't want to change it every five minutes. The second thing is there's um, a, a topic about, that was raised by Councillor Caton, about the review of the investment decisions. And again, I'm just wondering what perhaps I have missed here because my understanding of our investment decisions is that the process that we have is an extremely robust process. We have the council officers who identify and screen potential opportunities. They bring them to an investment board which is a cross-party and non-political board for consideration. That investment board includes two independent members who are expert in their area, but have no voting right. They are there as consultants and support to the investment board to try to ensure that we take a a whole range of different things into consideration in determining whether we wish to support or not an, uh, an opportunity. After that, so it's gone through two groups already, it goes to Cabinet, and Cabinet then consider it. And finally, if if Cabinet believe that the investment is appropriate, it's taken to full Council for consideration by all Council members. So our level of scrutiny and oversight is already enormous. I do agree that there is a role for scrutiny, there's a very important role for the scrutiny committee relating to the uh, to our investment act- activities. I, th- I believe that role is to ensure that the investment board are considering the opportunities appropriately, and that the process that's detailed is fully is is followed. I also agree with Councillor Sell that there is. a a serious risk of reputational damage but I don't think it's the, the reputational damage that he is talking about I think the risk of reputational damage is enormous to Uttlesford District Council if we are not seen to be managing our finances appropriately and the great value and benefit of the process that we have put in place for this investment board is that we have enabled our council to have adequate finance in a very difficult period. We've enabled the council to have that adequate finance in a way that's sustainable, ongoing.
1: Councillor Lavelle, may I may I just interrupt for a second? Um, you're coming up to five minutes now, so could I ask you to curtail your remarks, please?
14: Thank you, Councillor Gregory. In fact, that, that, this is the end of my of my uh, my talk. So. I agree with Councillor Sell relating to reputational damage. I think as all councillors, we have to be very careful to ensure that we do not damage the reputation of our council. And I believe that what we're doing with our Investment Board is supporting that position and our reputations. Thank you. Thank you, Chair.
1: Thank you. Councillor Coote.
10: Yes, I mean, I... Fully concur with uh, Councillor Lavelle I was going to ask two or three questions back at uh, Councillor Caton about uh, something that I'd missed but obviously I haven't missed it it sounds as though uh, I'm on the same lines as Councillor Lavelle but the only thing that I was concerned about that hasn't been mentioned is that Councillor Caton said that we should be open and transparent I thought we were I thought we'd put those processes in if I've missed something I would be very very annoyed and I would certainly speak up Uh, If it wasn't open and transparent, and if Councillor Caton has something to pass on to me as a scrutiny member, please do. Because I I can't see how we could be any more open and transparent, if I'm honest. Thank you, Chair.
1: Councillor LeCount.
6: Gary, you've got to unmute yourself. like, Okay. I really can't add much to what Councillor Lavelle has actually said because he's, he's put it very succinctly. The fact is that it is a democratic committee uh, and most of the times, almost all of the times, the votes have been almost unanimous. Uh, and we've actually, to be totally honest, I think that in actual fact we're doing a great injustice to our team of Adrian and Nicola who have pulled off, I think, a coup, actually. They've taken this money and they've got themselves the money that we require. This is not actually money that we're going to take and then invest in other shares. This is money that we need as a council. And so, therefore, I find it quite objectionable. In actual fact, we are pillory officers who have actually done a fantastic job. And I, I really put a... a something forward tonight if i may to uh, to adrian and nicola to say thank you because i think you've done a fantastic job
11: uh, no? point of order chair okay yes I, I don't think anything that certainly i've said or i think council has said has any way pilloried officers to the country and i wouldn't like that to the general public to be of the view that any comments either that i've made council has speak for himself has uh, I made the point about the general fund, the need to remedy it, and I have, and will do again tonight, acknowledge the work of our officers in in securing these investments. So I'm not sure where Councillor Cairn is coming from. But I I've said...
6: My, my apologies, okay. Councillor Sell. I was not being very personal, and I didn't mean to say that. So, But I do believe that the officers have done an excellent job and the latest one of course is the the one that i'm not even supposed to mention but i think it's a, a supermarket uh, distribution package which is excellent and it's done a, an excellent job for all of us so i would like to say on behalf of me and other members if, if they wish i'd like to say thank you adrian and thank you nicola because i think you've done an excellent job in a year thank you very much okay. I see that
1: Councillor Hargreaves wishes to speak. Before he does so, a couple of observations if I may. Um, Councillor Caton has provided an enormous amount of value to the committee by drawing the distinction between the investments which have taken place and the need for monitoring of performance and progress in the future, and those are two distinct items. And the point has been made about the relationship of scrutiny. Uh, My view has always been that in terms of investment decisions, the investment board makes robust and well-considered recommendations, which are then considered by cabinet, and then go to full council. So it would be uh, new gatory verging on overkill for scrutiny to involve itself. It's a matter for the committee whether scrutiny wishes to involve itself in the ongoing review of the performance of our investments, But arguably, that's going to come forward as budgetary items and as parts of the medium term financial strategy update. So uh, we may well be arguing over relatively small points of dispute. What is transparently clear, however, is that uh, Mr. Webb, um, Ms. Whitman, and Ms. Knight have presided over very impressive performance, and we are clearly not spellthorn we're clearly the anti-spellthorn in terms of the extent of our due diligence and professional uh approach to these matters i don't think anybody invests 300 million pounds without having the occasional moment of anxiety but that anxiety is strongly mitigated nonetheless you know councillor caton and councillor sell have done us a great um service in this matter councillor hargreaves then councillor
15: caton Thank you very much chair i think possibly we're running to an end on this so i'll be brief two two points um i read through all of this document it seems like months ago uh and helped participated in the response which uh, mr webb did most of that the response i have to say to the government was uh robust and one of the points was the consultation did not ask why councils are being forced to make commercial investments you all know the answer I thought it was unhelpful for the government effectively to tell people off and to pull their funding without offering any other solution to councils on their financing issues. Um, So that's my first point. The second one is just to respond to Councillor Caton's comment about comparing the value of your portfolio against a council's income. Um, that is not a valid comparison, not even comparing apples with pears, you're comparing sort of, know, apples with bricks. Uh, what you need to look at is on your portfolio, is the income from that uh, sufficient to do what you need it to do? Is it a secure income? Have you mixed and balanced your portfolio well? And are you going to achieve your, your, your payoff of the debt, which we're only aiming to pay off uh, 20% of our, of our loans on this? Is that okay? You don't compare it against a council income, which is for different things. So it's not a valid comparison. Um, obviously, in Spelthorne's case, they've gone bananas, and I think their issue actually is that they invested a lot in one building, a BP building. So they didn't spread their didn't spread their risk like we've done. So it's not a valid comparison to look at that and say, you know, we're way over the top. And it's not like, for example, your own your own mortgage we're using your personal income to pay off the mortgage. It's a quite different thing, and it's not a valid comparison to, to, to make. And I have made that point uh, in an email, I think, to Councillor Caton in previous requests. I'm interested that that's now come back again uh, on this discussion. Anyway, that's my point.
1: Thank you, Councillor Hargoose. Councillor Caton, you're next, but I see Mr Webb wants to make some remarks. Um, would you like to wait until after Mr Webb's made his yes, remarks? Yes, uh, I'm
12: quite, quite happy
1: that... Mr
0: Webb. Thank you chair. I, I was just going to m- make a few comments if I can relating to the discussion. So the PWLB consultation as far as I'm aware nothing official's come out yet as uh, following the result of that consultation but it was indeed looking to stop councils borrowing for yield. However, uh, as most members are aware we do have a QC opinion advice that we're not buying for yield but to underpin our core budget. So even uh, on that basis, we would continue to have access to PWLB. Uh, Councillor Caton referred to something i said to him about a November meeting. November meeting of the Investment Board will be the first one where we get the uh, quarterly report, if you like, on all our investments, because there was no point doing quarterly report until we had some. Um, so we've, we've now got them, and that will include some KPIs, uh, which members would be free to amend. They will be KPIs that the government themselves recommended, so we will include those. But if members are interested in looking at those KPIs, I would su- suggest that's actually a role for GAP, not this committee. Um, and just finally, on the commercial strategy The commercial strategy is a five year strategy. It's reviewed and approved as part of the budget setting every year. And um, I was a bit concerned when Councillor Caton said the the actions we're taking don't comply with the strategy because they entirely comply with the strategy. Otherwise, there would be a serious problem. So I can assure members they are complying with the strategy that we have in place and you approved back in March, February. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Mr. Webb.
1: Councillor Caton.
0: Right. I, I thought that
12: uh, what I was going to say was not uh, going to be controversial about <laughs> and, uh, and clearly um, people's perceptions are totally different. Uh, and I, I welcome Councillor Reeve's recognition that actually I was talking about going forward rather than looking backward, and how we can improve our processes so that we are more uh, you can point to our monitoring of our performance. If if anything untoward does go wrong, um, I would just say to Councillor Hargreaves, I was I was actually quoting the chief executive executive of Sitfa talking to the Public Accounts Committee when he said that if you borrow 50, 50 times your annual budget, it's a high risk. And I have to accept I agree with him. So there's obviously going to be a difference of a view on financial management between you and me. It wasn't my uh, vote. Um, and therefore, I'm, I'm quite happy... Well, we have the, the investment board has, has got us. But I do think we can improve and we should strive to improve. Um, and that is why I have continued to uh, make these points at this committee because I was requested by the chairman to continue. It. So I'm, I'm slightly perplexed people think they can have a go at me and i am actually doing something on behalf of the committee but there you are i'm a politician i've got to escape i do think it was unwarranted thank you
1: thank you councillor caton uh councillor count you have your hand up is that from the previous point or do you have a further point to
6: make you have to unmute yourself gary my, my um my hand's going down now thank you
1: um I've Does anybody else wish to speak? There aren't any hands raised. My feeling on this matter is that we're all busy violently agreeing with each other, (laughs) albeit with ever-so-gentle differences in nuance. Councillor Caton has put a huge amount of work into this matter over a prolonged period of time, and it's an extraordinarily important matter. But we have shown, uh, above and beyond any reasonable inquiry that Uttlesford has managed itself in a diligent and indeed exemplary way in the matter it's addressed these things nobody could invest 300 million pounds without being concerned and I've seen you know, many articles and letters in the press uh, from the public expressing those concerns but as has been pointed out you know, we are between something of a rock and a hard place and the distinction, Councillor Kate, is drawing between that which was done in the past and ensuring things stay on track in the future is a very useful one. And I have no doubt that Mr Webb and his colleagues will bring uh, relevant reports to us at the relevant time should there be anything that they feel needs to come to our attention. It's a matter for the committee whether they wish to insist on a reporting cycle or whether they wish to leave it to the discretion of the Director of Finance. I would be minded to leave it to the discretion of the Director of Finance but also I'd be minded to uh, thank the Director of Finance and the Investment Committee copiously as well as thanking Councillor Caton copiously for his hard work on this matter. It's a very good example of the Council undertaking effective work with effective scrutiny. If I may, and if there are no further comments or observations, Um, I think I'd like to move on. Our
11: Councillor Sell. Briefly, just asking for clarity. I think Mr Webb said that he felt there was a role for GAP in monitoring KPIs. So I just think there should be some clarity as to... We don't want to duplicate the work of what is another scrutiny committee. I'd also like some clarity um, from Mr Webb, not just from myself, but all members... We have said tonight that we're very proud of what has been achieved, but I'd like to know when is it safe to go to the public and say, right, um, we update our various parish councils. When can we say we've completed this particular deal and uh, so we know what should be in the public domain? Thank you.
1: Mr Webb, would you care to comment on that?
0: So yes. Yes. Um... So in terms of the publicity, you will see from the next report that we've actually named all of the ones that have completed. So you are at liberty to do as you feel free with your uh, various parish councils. And we have issued a press release this week setting out those. And over the coming weeks, we will probably be doing... Uh, press release each week on a different investment, so taking us for the next four weeks or so. So we will include members, obviously, in that distribution, but you can now talk to them about the ones that I've told you that have completed and that you have listed in the next report. Uh, In terms of the KPIs, what I, I think I said, or what I should have said if it didn't come across properly, was I think members were talking about the KPIs and whether there was a role for scrutiny. What I said was there are KPIs which if members wanted to uh, look at and get interested in beyond that work of the investment board, I think that sits with GAP committee, not scrutiny committee. Um, But there there are a full raft of KPIs that all members will see. Um, And as I say, if GAP want to... We we still need to refine exactly, because I think they will probably go to GAP anyway as part of the suite of KPIs, but we just need to work through that. Um, But um, it is a GAP role, not a scrutiny role, I would suggest.
1: Unless anybody has any objections to Mr. Webb's interpretation, then uh, I think his view that this is a gap matter is one that should prevail. Uh, Is there general assent to that? I'm seeing some measure of general assent. Is there any dissent? Okay, then we'll ask that uh, we record in the minutes that we think uh, future monitoring is a matter for gap. Thank you very much indeed. Um, the timing is as exquisite as Mr Gibson and I had discussed a brief break after this item and it's coming up almost exactly to eight o'clock. So we will reconvene at ten minutes past eight. Thank you very much indeed and uh, Mr Webb if you could stop. The-
13: Please hold your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 The
1: meeting of the Uttlesford District Council Scrutiny Committee. We have reconvened after a brief recess. We are on Item 7, Median Term Financial Strategy, Mid-Year Update. Councillor Hargreaves,
15: would you wish to introduce the item? Yes, thank you, Chair. I'll say a few words. Um, First, caveat is looking particularly at the 2021 figures. This, of course, is something these figures are as produced a few weeks ago. Circumstances appear to be changing again, um, so matters could get worse, uh, but this is the best estimate of of the outturn uh, for for this year. Um, I would draw to your attention that, however, this has been uh, thought about, and if you look Uh, at the reserve allocations that are on page 118 you'll see there's a 500,000 pounds been put in for emergencies and that is there in case things get worse and and we have uh, further financial difficulties Um, on the impact of of covid uh, the government has has helped us out the figures are on here um the net loss account is still about eight hundred thousand pounds net of of government assistance Uh, i was actually in a meeting today with other um, finance heads across essex and they were intent on lobbying the government for further financial assistance to cover effectively all of their losses Uh, they're looking across county at a net of 152 million net of, of government assistance obviously i did feel it was rather unreasonable to, to want the government to, to cover everything um have some sympathy for the chancellor they must be desperate uh trying to find cash for everything and help everyone out is 100 percent of the things not not reasonable um the good news of course is that um, because our commercial investments have come on stream quite quickly uh, and in fact earlier than we would have needed to in a normal normal year uh, we're in the fortunate position of of being able to cover uh, that 800 pounds and have some extra cash to, to use for useful things as well uh, so that's i mean that's unbelievably good news um, On the the more long-term picture, um, we're still on a a one-year settlement from the government. Uh, They haven't done their fair funding and business rates review. I think the consultation on the business rates review just just finished. Uh, But we're still on a one-year settlement. Um, So what we've done there is we've assumed, You look at the bottom of page 117, This is damping government transitional funding. That's an assumption that we will get something else from the government. That's the 475,000 each year. We've just pushed that out another year. uh, And and, um, assume the new homes bonus is just going to continue for for a short while longer. Um, We also still, still need to be aware of our own economies of looking for Savings are looking for whether our fees and charges need to be increased. As has been commented before, of course, we have a uh, council services that have continued very well with an office that's, uh, I think, largely empty. That's something that needs to perhaps be looked at for the future. Um, let's have a look. Um, but the really good news, I think, is that long term we are now really on track to ensure that we are independent, really, of, of government funding plans. Uh, our funding will be council tax, uh, business rates, fees and charges, and our um, our own income. Uh, and that's, that's a good mix. And um, I don't think we will be subject to the worries as to what the government's going to do next, what the government's going to cut. So it's very good. Um, you've seen a list of additional fundings that we're able to allocate. That's on page 118. So climate change over three years a uh, million pounds um, then we got the business um, recovery fund that is in the following year 2021-22 20, that by the way is not money coming out of uh, investments that is a switch of reserves because we had a very large reserve for business rates for appeals against valuations and those have been tailing off. And the reason we had a big reserve is because if you do get a hit, it can go back a very long, I think back to 10 years. So that's been tailing off. So that's enabled us to say for the following year, we intend to switch that reserve into a business recovery fund. So there are the neat sort of symmetry uh, that one business reserve goes into the, another business reserve. And we've got the um, money for uh, the large-scale sports projects, uh, and the one and a half million extra on the waste depot relocation, and as I previously noted, um, that uh, we have the half million pound emergency reserve in case things get worse again on on COVID. And um, we are holding a, a reserve of just over a million pounds, uh, which is um, was against. Um, other, I think, um, government cuts. We're now saying actually, because we're reliant on our own investment income, that funding now is, is deemed to be an investment income protection reserve of a million pounds. So, should anything go wrong with any other investments, we've got that pot there. Should be we fine. We've got a void. We've got people wanting rent reductions. That's the thing. we've got. We've got some comfort there. Uh, generally, I would say on the investments. Um, it's probably a slightly conservative picture we're looking at here i think it may end up getting better than that but we'll see and um council even have a comments on that but i think uh, it's looking at a reasonably good picture and a lot better than it looked even a few months ago um, i think that's all i need to say for the minute i'm happy to take questions i may need officer assistance if anyone gets
1: detailed thank you very much indeed councillor hargreaves Councillor Dean, I can see you had your hand up, but I'd have been calling you in any case, bearing in mind our correspondence earlier today. Councillor Dean.
8: Well, thank you, Mr. K. Well, I'm not going to start to tackle my list of 60 questions at this stage. <laughs> 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 um, the, only, the only point, I, well, first of all, uh, I'm pleased that uh, things are looking uh, much more stable than they w- were a few months ago, although... As, as to what's going to happen to the economy from now on to Christmas and beyond, who knows. But uh, what and um, what I'd like to just ask about is the business recovery fund of £1 million. Has any thought been given to a strategy, a purpose behind this? I, I mean, it, it seems to me there's a possibility uh, I can only say it's a possibility that a uh, significant impact on the local economy because of the downturn at Stansted Airport, which has been already been mentioned this evening, akin, in some people would say, to the loss of the mining industry in some areas, that's perhaps taking it a bit too far, but nevertheless, it's, it is significant. Uh, so if we've got a pot, we need to have a policy behind it so that when somebody knocks on the door, we we can um, say, yes, you qualify, or no, you don't. Or we've got our own plans for inward investment. I, I don't know what's, what's behind it. It would be helpful just to hear something, please.
15: Councillor Hargreaves? I, I think I might be deferred to Councillor Reeve on
2: this, if... Uh, that is his portfolio yeah thank you uh, uh, thank you chair uh, yes i will I'll, I'll try and answer on that one and this is uh, this is new uh, the fact that we've uh, been able to um, uh, take that and i'd like to thank uh, uh, Adrian Webb and councillor hargreaves for for that allocation and the well, and the, the the council and uh, collectively and since it is new, it needs thought. And uh, so the, the initial thinking on that is now uh, starting. It would be absolutely premature at this stage to uh, uh, to take any conclusions from that, and so I'm not going to uh, uh, attempt to list any of the ideas now. Uh, but what it does do is give us some, and compared with the problems that the uh, district is going to be facing over the next uh, 12 months, or well, the residents and businesses in the district this is small money of course but it'll give us uh, some uh, seed money to start doing some of the thinking to help people who will inevitably be uh, in difficulties over the coming period and so what we need to do is to think very carefully as how best to make use of that money to get the best return out of it to, uh, to, to help the majority of the businesses it would be very nice to be able to say uh, especially after the events and speeches of the last uh, two or three days by our Chancellor and Prime Minister. Uh, this is what we'll do in that great uh, uh, jigsaw puzzle. But it, in, I'm sure you can understand that it's uh, premature to, uh, to do that. But work will absolutely be starting uh, to um, start making a plan, and I'm quite sure that we'll all be uh, uh, contributing our thoughts to that over the coming period. Thank you.
8: Can I just come back and ask Councillor Reeve, will you be engaging with the business community to see what their thoughts are? Not as individuals, but I mean on a strategic basis.
2: Yes, I'm I'm quite sure that as part of this uh, uh, process that uh, those types of engagements will be taking place. It's again uh, premature to say uh, um, uh, how that will be done, but I'm quite sure that, uh, that those processes will be taking place, yes. Good, thank you.
1: Any further questions, Councillor Dean?
8: Not at this stage, thank you, Chairman. Thank you
1: very much. Any other questions from members? Councillor Sell.
11: Thank you. Yes, there are some good news there, uh, as Councillor Hargrave has outlined. Um, following Councillor Dean's point, uh, both he and I were founder members of the Stanford Business Forum so we're very happy to put uh, Councillor Reeve in touch with them, even though clearly they're not meeting physically, they do have a database of email addresses, et cetera. So if you have any forms, any consultation questionnaires you want filled out uh, in the future, I'm sure they'd be willing to do that. I have two questions, Chair. Chair um, first one is, I suppose is for Councillor Hargreaves and Mr Webb. What indications at the moment do we have regarding payment or non-payment of council tax and business rates? Is it, how much has it been affected by COVID-19 and how much do we think is going to be affected? That's the first question. I don't know if you want the two questions together, Cheryl, one at a time.
1: I think we'll leave it to Councillor Hargreaves to decide how he answers those.
11: Right, The second question is, perhaps not so much for Councillor Hargreaves, but I wanted more information about the sports facilities, because we hear very little from the portfolio holder regarding sports. I've got no idea where the sports strategy is, and yes, we've been allocated some money for three years. There is a view in the south of the district, particularly in Stance, that um we're not seeing much uh, investment and um, it's a growing area so once again is will there be consultation uh, i realize 150,000 per annum probably is not going to buy too much but i'd, I'd welcome more information i know it's not council harry's portfolio but from Councillor armstrong as to uh, why has the money been bid for? What's intended to try to do with it? Thank
15: you. Uh, let me just try, try and answer on the support things. Uh, we've already got a committee. We're already committed to supporting the uh, Saffron Walden uh, application for um, a successful application for the county high. Uh, so effectively that that spend, we've already agreed to do that. The other ones, obviously, to make sure we're doing the same thing across the rest of the district. Um, I would think, really, we are looking for something fairly big stuff. I would say that this is probably um, your sort of starting gun, if I can use that as (laughs) the wording, to to prepare um, projects or a project uh, for your area. For if you were looking at Stansted. To use to spend this money and to get to be able to allocate a grant you have to have a a worked out project to allocate it to so somebody's got to start with that put a bit of seed money in to develop the project which is something maybe you could do with the award initiatives parish councils can fund that sort of stuff then produce a project and then we can add some funding to it so i think it's probably more up to yourselves we're talking basically about Stansted uh to, to come up with something uh which we can then uh, uh, look forward to, to supporting
11: um got what your previous point was um chair let just quickly add to that thank you to council Hargreaves. can i just make sure then from what you said apart from the commitment to Walden, uh, the no other projects have been determined, and therefore, uh, as you may know, uh, or may or may not know, uh, Stansfield Sports Association um, is wanting some help regarding their their grounds, and uh, and we ha- will have a new parish councillor, who's going to be co-opted very soon in Stansted, we think who is chair of the tennis club and a member of the sports association. So at Parish, we will be getting a sports strategy. My question really is, uh, we have time, because we don't want to lose anything of this, as it's over a three-year period. And uh, Then if we put in an application in 21, let us say, um, if it's deemed suitable, we stand a reasonable chance, would we? Uh- I would say so. Obviously, we have to look at the detail
15: of whatever oh, it is. Realise, but, that. Yeah, I mean that—that that, that is what we're looking to do.
11: Wait, it would it have been timed out. In other words,
15: no. I mean the, these are reserves also, which once they're there, if they're not spent, I would assume they will be carried forward to the following year. Uh, so we're not. It's not going to be a case of oh, sorry, you missed the boat. Uh, we move mm. this off. Uh, so that that would not be the intention. So, but anyway, if you've got plans, I would suggest press on and get something decent put together, and um, we can look
11: forward to, to financially supporting. The Warden one, again, lack of detail, how much have, has the council pledged to support Sutton Walden? Uh, I
0: think... Can, perhaps... Sorry, can I, can I come in there, Chair? Um, just for clarification, I think Councillor Hargreaves, when, when he mentioned there's a commitment, I think that's a commitment from his own administration. It hasn't been through the council at all yet. No, but the intention, I believe, is for so what, the,
11: what the level of commitment I think,
0: is. I think it will be one hundred and fifty thousand. Is is what they are looking to do. Well, it's and, good to
11: have some transparency. Yeah, thank that, you, Mr. So Smith. That, that will uh, come out because we know that that first year has been allocated. I'm not arguing the merits and demerits here. I just want to be clear of my figures. So, thank you.
15: I'm going to your second question, which is actually about. Um, Collection of business rates and council tax. If I remember back to what the briefing I gave in the cabinet meeting, uh, so I go um, business rates. We don't really have a problem with because uh, a lot of our businesses have been given business rates holidays, so we're not we're not being required to collect anything. Um, the largest business rate payer is the airport, and that has paid its business rates so we don't uh really have a problem on the business rates um interestingly we do get a little 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 cash back on on collection of those um if we do a really good job and we've had to on on the uh figures we've had to to cut that little credit out because actually if you're not being required to collect anything uh, you can't really claim a credit for your crackingly good collection job um Council tax, I think, is a little bit more problematic. I can't remember the exact figures, uh, but the way it is accounted, it, it will be accounted in next financial year. Um, perhaps Adrian or Angela can actually supply the, 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 the detail on that. Well,
0: if, I, if I just give, rather than detail, because we don't have the detail with us, but if we just give a bit of an oversight... Um, I mean, clearly there is an impact on our council tax collection from where we are at at the moment. Most people did get who were struggling and were furloughed, for example, did get a two-month holiday at the start of the year, run at the end of the year. So you know that has affected the what would be the traditional collection rates. I think as as well, we need to see what comes in on the 1st of October because obviously the furlough scheme has changed a bit over the last few months and will go completely to be replaced by something else, obviously. But um, we need to see what that is. Members also need to be aware that I took the decision that we would not do enforcement at the moment. So we are not issuing summonses at the moment, although that is about to change because we've got to get back at some point into normal activity um, so we have had, inevitably, there has been a reduction in payment from that because normally if you get a reminder or something, you, you know, and, and a few people will pay. So it has definitely had an impact. We will get the figures together once we have had the October payment run, the first of the month, which is um, quite a big one, and we'll get some figures out to members so that they can see what the impact is but um, it is inevitable that there has been an impact. But we have modelled a reasonable reduction and we we monitor that on a monthly basis as whether that is reasonable against what's actually happening.
11: Thank you very much. Sorry, with your indulgence, Chair, I forgot to ask. um, We talked about the Economic uh, Resurgence Fund. Um, I'm unclear, and perhaps the Chief Executive or Mr Webb can help me, with Simon Jackson's departure what has happened to economic development service at the council? Because if we're talking about this High Street uh, Resurgence Fund, or whatever we'd like to call it, who's going to do the work in administering it? Oh, Councillor Reith? Uh, um, but who's replaced Simon Jackson, in other words? What resources <laughs> do we have?
2: I think... Dawn, would, you, would well, you like to take that? I'm quite happy to, but you'll probably give a, a more uh, profound answer. Or would you like me
4: to do it oh. i'm quite happy to do it councillor reeve i've been rather set up there with a profound answer i think uh, the straightforward answer is that uh uh linda house is acting up and we have uh somebody uh covering her position but it's quite obvious that uh with so much work that's got to be done part of the uh part of determining uh how that fund is spent uh, will almost inevitably inevitably require additional resources to help deliver uh, those projects. But um, uh, uh, Miss House absolutely has the right skills to develop the plan. And as Councillor Reeve referred to, has already generated a number of ideas and has got a, a vast range of data that we can draw on. Uh, and it is a recovery fund. It, it will inevitably have a, an element of business support, no doubt, for uh, retail. But it, it is more than the, a high street fund, just to be clear. Um, yeah. And so uh, uh, I'm very confident that we've got the resources to develop the plan. Obviously, once we then define the actions for implementing, uh, I, I would... Uh, almost certainly forecast that that may require additional human resources to help deliver it.
11: Thank you very much. Uh, that's a help reassurance.
4: Thank you very
1: much indeed. Uh, leader of the Council.
16: Thank you, Chair. Just just a, a quick clarification, if I may, going back slightly on the, um, the sports money allocation. I think... Um, Members will have been aware of the the work on the uh, the new three g pitch at the county high um, I think this that this started some time ago. the previous administration gave um, um, an undertaking to support that, which we 've been very happy to take on, subject to money being available so uh, as you can see, fortunately, we now have that money available, and we will be bringing that investment cabinet and council shortly also um on behalf of uh council armstrong he is working on a, a potential similar investment in dunmo as a as a potential second area for for investment and also uh, stansted is actually penciled in as the third area and so it'd be great if councilor Selk and, uh, can speak to Alex about that and uh, and get that one going for when the uh, when the product is that sorry the project is shovel ready.
1: Thank you leader. Um Councillor Hargreaves, Mr. Webb, Ms. Knight, um these figures are very, very impressive and you know, I think you've done a magnificent job. And Councillor the Counter has already indicated to me that he wishes to make a a formal note of or propose a formal note of thanks um, to you all before we do that can i ask a few really very 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 detailed and rather picky questions just for my own benefit page 117 gross service income and um, what are the inflators from year to year as there appears to be some variation so we go up by some 300,000 between this year and next. Then we go up by 500,000, then by two hundred and fifty, and then by only 17,000. Why the variance in inflator for all the gross service expenditure figures?
15: I have no idea. Let's have a look. Um, okay. That's about um, done.
17: Chair, oh. I, would you like me to answer? If you would, please, Ms Knight. Nice. Okay. Um, a lot of that's to do with um, changes in, for instance, like the local plan budget, depending on what's happening in the activity in the year, has quite a significant impact on that. Um, that's the key one. There are other sort of s- smaller variations, maybe around housing benefit and things like that. Okay. Um, but, but that is the key one, really.
1: And the same question in respect of demand growth, 50, 100, 300, 350.
17: That's to do with... Um, Housing growth and development within the um, district and it's it 's the cost of a new crew and a new um, waste truck okay. effectively so you 'd need one then you 'd need two depending on the number of, of houses obviously you 've got that tipping point
1: yes it, it 's not linear there are discontinuities um, the flip side of that would then would be council tax income which seems to be rising by 3%, which, of course, is the legal maximum or the referendum. But where in that figure... 2%. 2%. Without, it, where in that figure is the increase in housing and the resultant council tax income from there? It doesn't. I don't quite understand the disaggregation.
17: Um, I can circulate a table which um, details the housing growth, the tax base growth, and the increase of 1.99% of actual income. Um, and that's always split out in the budget timetable, um, the budget tables, and done in February. So I mean, we could you can reference back to that, or I can just send it round.
1: Well, it's not a problem. Or send it round when you have the revised ones that you think appropriate. If it's backward looking at the moment. Final question for you, please, Ms Knight. Uh, pension fund deficit. No contribution next year or the year after. Uh, but then 350000 in both those years. Why do we escape for the next two years, please?
17: Because we do a triennial payment. Um, you get a discount on your payment if you do it um, at three-year blocks. And when we set the NTFS, we could afford to do a three-year. And then on the final two years, we weren't sure of what our position was, so, we had, so we've left that as a, a year-on-year payment.
1: Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Very precise answers. Uh, one final question please for uh, Councillor Hargreaves, um, bit of a nasty question this, um, Councillor Sell, Councillor Coote and I were all at the Governance Review Working Group last week when we were informed that one of the reasons for perhaps deferring action was lack of resources. Um, I have to say from what you presented here you've done a magnificent job in terms of resources so I'm slightly baffled as to why we were told there weren't any resources available. Would you care to comment?
15: I wasn't at the meeting. Uh, I wouldn't have thought that governance changes um, involve a huge amount of resource. Um, If you are changing from one system to another, my understanding is you do have to hold a referendum. So there is a cost for that. And if you're doing investigative work as to how things could be, I'm assuming there is probably quite some significant... Uh, officer time on that. Um, I, I would have said you wouldn't you wouldn't if you've got a principal you wouldn't say that's gonna cost you so much that you that you wouldn't do it. So
11: I Council. to- obviously Councillor Coote is here and he's quite entitled to speak for himself. Councillor Lees was at the meeting uh, but you're quite right, Chair, in what you said. We were told uh, you had the impression, I had the impression, that lack of financial resources was the reason being put forward for a halt. Uh, I think Castle Lee said after uh, she said a, said a delay rather than a halt to the work of the of the review body until the spring of next year. So. Um, I, I'm not going to Councillor Coote has got his hand up and as I say he is the chair he can explain but if Councillor Hargreaves um, he's the finance portfolio holder if he says that within reason not, it's not an issue with uh, financial resources that gives them to credence for what we did last week I said that the work of that group should continue thank you
15: We'll just come back on my instinct is probably this is more a case of it's, it requires people, uh, and it's it's probably officer time and you know what are officers' priorities, what's all what our priorities at the moment. Uh, and um, when you think of all the things we've got to do, uh, the local plan, all the stuff that's, that's got to be done, um, putting officer time onto I would also say, by the way, on, on other planning matters, not just the local plan. Uh it's more like the Office of Time which is the issue. Uh and it's gotta be time which is sort of senior time, quality time. I am not quite how how to phrase that. Uh it's not a case that oh, I can just hire in uh some some fairly low paid person who's gonna sort this out for us. It's it's a lot of thinking involved. Uh so I would say that's probably more more of the issue rather than just the, the just the cash part of it. Councillor
1: then Councillor Lees, please.
18: Uh, I think, um, Councilor, Arthur. please, Councillor
10: Lees. Sorry? Councillor Coote first, then you, please. No, no, sorry, I thought Councillor Coote was before. Arthur? Sorry,
1: Chair, I thought you called Councillor Lees as well, sorry. My apologies, then, I didn't
10: make my No, No, no I, I'm not saying you did. I could be just getting old and doddery. Um, or doddery, anyway. The uh, the inference, obviously, as C- Councillor Selland yourself said, uh, was put by me as the chair. Um, it was following on from the corporate plan, which, obviously, as I saw it, um, was quite precise. We we passed that at council, so I took it to the committee that uh, we hadn't got the resources. It was as simple as that. I had spoken to most people about that at uh, either leadership or executive level or anybody else who had talked to me and it was I believe quite plain that uh, we hadn't got uh, the resources to do that I voted for the corporate plan so I accepted it looking back uh, which you're entitled to do um, maybe I wasn't forceful enough because there are certainly some resources there now that we could use and when Councillor Hargrave says that it's about money and not um, it's about officer support rather than money. Obviously the money comes first. You you have to have the money to have the officer support. Um, and when I realized that we were losing the officer support that we had, obviously my recommendation was to bring to a halt, uh, the, I suppose, the whole project. The project from my point of view was vital. Uh, it was one of the reasons that I certainly was very, very, concerned at the last administration and the way that the governance was run. I still feel that the governance we've got now is not uh, up to the standard that I would wish. And therefore I put forward proposals, which the committee accepted for an in-depth look and it would have cost a lot of money. It would have cost through the office support that we needed. So I could understand why at that stage, when Councillor Hargraves and his colleagues put forward the corporate plan, why it had to halt Uh, now, Uh, As was passed at the committee, it was fairly obvious that we were going to go forward on a a much less, what I would call, uh, in-depth consultation with members and the public in the end. I don't believe we, by the way, as I've said time and again, that we had to go to a a referendum uh, because any change doesn't mean to say we have to have a referendum um, unless we put something that the uh, Secretary of State doesn't accept. Uh, we're allowed three chances, uh, three changes of uh, the kind of governance that we have at our level, at uh, tier, tier two level. I I think that uh, obviously we will now move forward, but it won't be, I have to say, because of what I voted for and most people did for the corporate plan. It won't be in the same way as I put forward nine months ago, where we have significant input from officer time etc. I, I regret that. Uh, I'm not someone who's going to uh, say that I don't. I disagree with some of my colleagues, I'm sure, but I believe that governance is the most important thing a council ever has um, and governance within our own scrutiny is just as important. Governance for me is the most important part of any council or any authority or any organisation that is uh, supposed to be democratic, so I won't pull away from the fact that I, uh, as part of the administration, accepted the points that were put forward to me Um, and looking back uh, it's easy to say well why did you do that because now there's more money there and I will be making a a very strong case in the future for us having another go at governance in a much more stringent way than we even uh, passed Um, at the last Governance meeting.
1: Uh, Thank you Councillor Coote. Uh, You appear to be blaming yourself. Um, If I may suggest, and uh, I'd be interested in Councillor Sells' views on this, uh, my view is you relied upon the representations made to you, as you were perfectly entitled to, but there is some evidence that those representations made to you were inaccurately conveyed, and that is troubling. I see Councillor Sell is nodding his assent. Councillor Lees.
18: Thank you very much, Mr. Chair. Um, I'm, I'm going to try and put this gently because I feel that um, there have been words, incorrect words, used here. Um, and not, for, for my own part, I'm not sure whether it's been represented um, quite clearly or we haven't represented it quite clearly. So there's a couple of things really. Um, one is, um, in our manifesto, we did say that we will renew and improve or replace the current cabinet system. Nobody is going away from that manifesto pledge. Um, nobody mentioned the word halt. I think that was a, a word mentioned at the meeting for, to, to, to put a slant on it. If you think about it realistically, we are talking about there was a hiatus due to c19 when we met up before in the governance group we had a plan of action that we would do and implement and we would look at and we would look at things we would investigate other alternatives we were considering a tandem committee system along a portfolio holder so in the time of the c19 that all did hold that did that was there was a hiatus there Because during that time, as you're sure everybody's aware, we were focusing very much on keeping services going. And we were advised that at that time, they were where the office's priorities lies. And I think everybody would agree that that is where our priorities should lie at that time during this pandemic. So actually, nothing has really changed. The only thing that has changed is there has been a delay in the result of the recommendation that will be. And if you think about it, even if you talk about resources, because we have had a 6 months hiatus, we had a year plan of looking at governments. We had a plan of action for a year. Then what we would be looking at now is to get that year's plan of action into six months, which is a lot of resources, a lot of officer time. And that is why there has been a delay. So I don't think that um there has been a misleading by the officers i think they were absolutely right we were when they said that they didn't have the resources i think we have to accept there's been a dile- there has been a big there's, there is a pandemic on for 6 months this council has worked diligently hard to keep services going we have sorted out the finances we have restarted the local plan so The governance will still be looked at diligently and Councillor Coote will be leading it, so we know it will be. So what has happened is our recommendation that would have been given in March 21, is that is now very, very difficult to do and everybody at the meeting agreed to that. So we are going to do the recommendation March 2022. So there has been a hiatus and a delay there hasn't been any motivation to stop and definitely not halt the process. There has been a hiatus and we will carry on diligently as we said we would.
1: Thank you very much indeed, Councillor Um We've had a very interesting discussion on that particular point, but I wouldn't wish that to take away from, as I said before, the very impressive achievement in Completely overhauling the medium-term financial strategy and the financial robustness of the council. Uh, council on account, you indicated to me you'd like to propose something.
6: Yes, I'd like. I, I would like to propose uh, a thank you to all the team of Adrian and his his whole team of what they've actually achieved in the last year. So I would like the uh, the minutes to to reflect that uh, that uh, proposal. I think it would
1: be only fair if it's appropriate that we actually add Councillor Hargreaves to that as he's worked oh, really I, hard. I do, do apologise, Neil. I, I did include you in there. Um, we specifically mentioned um, Ms Knight and Ms Whitman as well. <laughs> um, there's a motion on the table. Do I have a seconder, please? Thank you. Uh, all those in favour? All those against? Carried unanimously. Thank you very much indeed, Neil, Adrian, Angela, and I'm sure you'll convey that to the rest of your team and to Nicola in particular. It really has been absolutely magnificent and uh, above and beyond the call of duty. Um, Which leads us on to the next item, the uh, Corporate Plan Development Plan. Councillor Reeve will be introducing this and then Councillor Sell will be uh, leading questions and discussion on the matter for the committee. Councillor Reeve.
2: Thank you, Chair. Uh, Before talking specifically about the corporate plan delivery plan for 2021, for the members of the scrutiny committee and any public listening in, I'd like to remind us all what the original plan and timetable had been and what is the exact subject for scrutiny tonight. In February 2020, the council adopted the corporate plan setting out our ambition for the district for the next four years this has this has the vision making uphelford the best place to live work and play and has the five themes putting residents first being an active placemaker for our towns and villages being progressive custodians of our rural environment and being champions of our district the delivery plan is to make progress on these ambitions for the first year 2020 2021 uh, was due uh, to have been a adopted by Cabinet in April, but of course we all know the exceptional circumstances that have happened in between. I'm sure it is understood that the initial need in March-April was to prioritize the Council's response to the pandemic and keep the Council financially stable. However, we have also remained committed to delivering some progress on our ambitions where and when we could. So, Cabinet approved a delivery plan in May 2020, Cabinet determined that it struck the right balance in prioritising some priority projects, such as the local plan and developing a plan to deliver more homes for people to rent, while still recognising the constraints of the Council's financial and human resources. It was largely essential spend only. We thought it was important to ensure we did not over-promise and then underdeliver deliver to our residents. Importantly, we didn't want staff to feel demoralized in the sense that they were being set up to fail. So it was agreed that there would be a review of the 2021 delivery plan in September, which is now. The main aims of this review were to revisit it in the light of experience of the pandemic, in the light of delivery of the investment portfolio and consequently sharpen the outputs. The elements of the council approved corporate plan are not up for amendment at this point that's the left hand of the, uh, the columns uh, in time, although recommendations could be made for changes to be made by full council in February 21. What you have before you now is the latest iteration of this discussion between members of the Board of Officers. Note that there are clear outputs and time scales, except where we refer to the activity as part of the business-as-usual, BAU, of the Council. These are more operational and sometimes ongoing commitments, and as the report states, targets or standards are contained in the service plans. Even during a review of the delivery plan, however, the picture has continued to change. You have just heard how the Council has managed its financial position such that we are off the essential spend-only requirement, and more than that, we have allocated sufficient... Uh, significant sums to help progress some key agenda items, including climate change and economic recovery. This will provide for the recruitment of some additional staff, which will provide the much-needed extra capacity to deliver such significant programmes. But the general caveat will still apply. This means that if the resources of the Council need to be substantially diverted once again to managing our response to the pandemic, then this is what will happen. It's important to note that we are now six months into this annual delivery plan. Cabinet intend to approve this revision at their meeting on the 14th of October next month, Returning to the nor- and then returning to the normal way of conducting business. The performance update against this delivery plan will be considered by GAP on the 4th of February 2021. This will report on the progress and also explain any constraints that COVID may have placed on that progress. Finally, I hope members will appreciate that Cabinet have sought all along to be open and transparent. It has prioritised the emergency response to residents and businesses and keeping the Council financially afloat. I am personally proud of that and we have just taken a vote of thanks and feel that that in itself uh, should be highly commended. The vote of thanks was for part of that, um, but the fact that the Council has uh, continued operating so well in the pandemic is the the additional pride. The uh, corporate plan delivery plan before you remains ambitious but realistic. It has resources following priorities. It is clear that we will be held accountable. Uh, for, for, but it is also completely transparent in communicating that the public health emergency and our financial sustainability will be our priority. Thank you, Chair. Happy to listen to your feedback, all of which will be taken seriously and considered and answer any questions.
1: Thank you very much indeed, uh, Councillor Reeve. And before I hand over to Councillor Sell, it's probably worth just spending a few moments reminding ourselves of the history of this matter. Um, The Corporate Plan Delivery Plan originally came to the May meeting, Uh, to say it met with some scepticism would be an understatement, Uh, thereafter it was called in in a legitimate process, and the conclusion of both the May meeting and the call-in meeting was that frankly we expected rather better, and with reference to the um, Chief Executive's cover paper, I note in paragraph 12 she refers to the reason for the call-in, because the corporate delivery plan is insufficient in so far that it is inter alia, not measurable, lacking in both quantified and timed outcomes. It therefore requires further development to meet these good governance standards. The plan plan should also demonstrate aspirational outcomes achievable in normal times and should not solely be downplayed by current uncertainties caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. I think that situation still prevails, and uh, needs to be taken due account of, Councillor Sell.
11: Yeah, thank you, Chair. I quite agree with what you've said. Uh, I, I give just Councillor Reeve <coughs> mentioned the magic word transparency. I think I better start from that. Is was Councillor Reeves the sole author? of the corporate revised corporate delivery plan or who were the authors i think we need to know that through you chair oh would you like me to answer
1: that
2: uh chair
1: Almost
2: certainly, councillor through Okay, good. I'll uh, in that case, and I'll just step straight in uh, in future as well. Thank you. The the authors uh, uh, the the process that has been followed uh, is that the uh, portfolio holders, uh, working with their officers, uh, worked up the individual elements of the uh, line items, and then collectively they were discussed uh, with the uh, full um, uh, cabinet. Uh, also through the uh, joint executive team, uh, to where we are now. I I thought that might be the case. Uh, I I didn't think
11: that you would be getting all the halos or the brickbats yourself as a collective effort, as it should be. Um, Perhaps it might help uh, colleagues, anyone who's listening, just to remind us of what a delivery plan is. And the delivery plan, as its name suggests, it's about bringing the council plan to life, m- making sure the council delivers what the administration promised. And we're now getting on for 18 months into the life of this council, another two and a half years to go. And that brings us back, of course, to the earlier item about the governance review. Uh, where a commitment was made, and some of us thought it was being kicked into the long grass. Um, I think some progress has been made, and I, th- I think, in one respect, the council delivery plan didn't do itself justice. And the reason I say that is have that half in front of me, um, and I know colleagues say you can't compare other councils, others was unique, Yes, we agree, but uh, you can learn from other organisations. And I have in front of me the Watford Council Delivery Plan for 2020-22. And unlike our plan, it actually states that the magic word COVID and that COVID, how uh, the Watford, as you may know, has got a mayor and not a leader, And he, in his introduction to the plan, says it's what has been some of the most challenging times we have ever faced. It's now more important than ever that ideas can set the right direction for Watford. Uh, Fine. And I'm sure we would say the same things for Uttleswood. So I would actually highlight that. Uh, and would give some form of the introduction. We have got themes, we've got a vision there. We've now got some smart targets whereby we will do X by Y date. One of my concerns, and uh, I'm trying to be objective and not to make a party political point, heaven forfend is how do we measure success? Uh, and I've looked at quite a few delivery plans from various councils, various political complexions. And I I think we've made a start, but I'm not... I'm worried about... The pandemic. Uh, I'm sure you we do, and unfortunately, the pandemic is likely to be with us for some time. So we have to operate in a world of COVID. Uh, so that is a, so. Just a nutshell: two issues really I'm concerned about is, and we've we've had a, had examples of that already this evening. Lack of specifics, and how do actually we measure what successes I just think that, for we're in the bubble as councillors, and we all want to communicate with our residents. And I just think that the document could be better presented in a way that many people who are interested in what the council's doing will understand and will be able to grasp quite quickly. So uh, I think in some ways we're not doing ourselves full justice. And those are my two concerns, which may be justified, maybe unjustified. But there we go. Thank you.
8: Councillor Dean. Thank you, Chairman. As members of the committee and cabinet members will know, I did send out uh, a revised, well, not a revised version, but an annotated version of the document to everybody midday today and clearly I can't go through all of that uh, because there were about 60 points and we haven't got time to do with them. But I do hope that uh, those responsible for this plan will take them on board and if they wish to talk to me offline about some of my points that's fine. May I just run through a small number of them, half a dozen-ish. I mean the first one I, I want to pick it what is on page one twenty five which is the one about corporate change, where there's already been a discussion on that in the last um, the last agenda item. I think the wording now needs to change to at least put a date in there and say what's going to happen because the, uh, the third um, second and third paragraphs are not are out of date as a result of the working group's decision. Uh, and, and might I just add to that that you know you're in in going through this work you're not inventing something that nobody's already invented. There are plenty of examples of uh, reviews of uh, governance arrangements elsewhere and where changes have taken place. So just look at those and ch- and choose what you want and not don't spend forever and ever. Creating things that have been done by others, reinventing the wheel. On um, on page 126, under uh, under the category of responsible for money, uh, and this is about generating responses. I just got to make sure I'm talking about the right thing. No, I'm sorry, I'm talking about. Um, training member development it's member development uh middle of page 126 there has been um a report this week from the local government association that might not be on broad circulation yet but that recommends a training program and i think what what is needed is the wording here is a bit laid back, I might say, about uh, member development, and we've now got some suggestions from the LGA. I hope that they and others will be will be picked up. I'm just now to need to thumb through my pages to find my next, what shall we say, number one item. Uh, we've dealt with that one. Bear with me, please. We've dealt with that one. On uh, page 133, um, this is Nurture Employment and Retail Areas. Um, I I suppose my question would be that there's talking about covering the next 18 months of developing a strategy. um, Economic Development Action Plan. Which is clearly part of the local plan. I, you know, I hope that this item is uh, realistic, and and I ask whether we're not that we're not doing this in grand isolation from the rest of at least the county, if not slightly beyond, and that the county council is involved and the local economic partnership would be involved, and I would like to see that reflected in this to show that it's not a Utlesford. Living in its own little world and not, and not taking account of what's around us.
2: Mr. Chair, can I just interrupt because I'm trying to keep uh, track of the points, but I lost where that one was. Did, what uh, number? That, uh, that, what that one's page 133,
8: number five on, 8, G. No, five F, is it? Page 10.
2: That's the one with the airport? Is that
8: the one, right? The one that says, new economic development strategy for Attlesford will be required to reflect the economic shock. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah.
8: The next one I did want to pick up, related to the airport, um, it, you know, i I've really in a way i've referred to this earlier, but i think it doesn't it doesn't reflect any urgency uh, as written at the moment um you know we we do have i think an urgent need to get involved with the local economy um talking about diversity um inward investment alternatives to working at the airport whatever um and Of course it 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 needs to be in my opinion part of the local plan process as well where we're developing a vision for the future of the district and i think that's one of the key things that we need to think big and and longer term um my next point would be on the same page about affordable homes to say i'm pleased with the this is actually the first item i think i might Correct me if I'm wrong, but the first item that suggests a real boost in initiative. This is about housing, affordable, stroke, social housing. So, well done, Councillor Lees for getting that in there. Um, I, there were there were some words in there which suggest a delay. So I hope it, I hope we're not being too cautious there on that one. I'm just moving on now.
1: To, okay,
6: um, Council um, Council uh, I, yeah. point of order, chair please yep. i've taken a stop on that one because i i did stop but we've actually gone now almost over six minutes and I ask, I okay, well,
7: I'm,
6: quite
8: happy, I'm quite happy to hold it there for now yeah
6: okay councillor Dean, thank you so much indeed thank you
1: thank you very much indeed councillor dean if there is time we will come back to you um I, Members, I do note that we've gone past two hours, so may I have your consent to continue, please, in accordance with standing orders. Good. I'm taking that. Uh, Councillor Reeve, do you wish to answer Councillor Dean's points now or let others speak?
2: Um. No, well, I can make the general point that um, uh, I, of course, have uh, gone through the comments very uh, carefully this afternoon and looked at those, and uh, I'm sure uh, uh, other uh, cabinet members also will have done that. And uh, so I think the, the thing is that we should um, uh, take note of all those points and have a, a, just, you know, a, a discussion around that to make sure that uh, those which, uh, uh, about which things can be done, uh, something is done. And, uh, and that they will be looked at. I think that was probably the general, the, the general, uh, the general answer, yeah. Thank you.
1: Councillor Lavelle.
14: I'm now unmuted, sorry about that. For, for me, this is a very interesting discussion. And I think there are actually two totally different elements here. One of the things that I was concerned about, and this may have been a misunderstanding from where I was listening, but it sounded as if uh, the inference was that we haven't, as a council, achieved a great deal in our first 15 months of activity. And I, I strongly would disagree with that as a thought because we've already heard of an enormous number of things that we have achieved. We have put in place a sustainable medium-term financial strategy, which is listed on page 126 and 127. We have implemented a robust investment board with a robust investment strategy. Mr
8: Chairman, may I raise a point of order? It's really a point of procedure. the, The role of... Scrutiny Committee members is to scrutinise the Cabinet not to speak on their behalf. So I just raise that. It's happened before, and I just think it's something that all Scrutiny Committee members need to realise
14: what hat they're wearing on this occasion. Thank you. Thank you. And and let me remind Councillor Dean, I'm not a member of Cabinet. I'm not speaking on their behalf. I'm just talking about something that I heard the inference of, and I'm not, I'm not going into each one individually, but we have implemented, as a council, not as a cabinet, as a council, we have implemented a significant number of changes, which has put our council into a much better position. I mean, as a, a, another example, in planning transparency, we now have the parish councillors with more time to talk at, at the at planning meetings. This is something that is greatly appreciated by the parish councils that I attend. Uh, There is a lot of things that have been put
1: in place. Well, may I interrupt you for a second? Um, Whilst I don't disagree that that change is a very beneficial one, it's not strictly related to the corporate plan delivery plan.
14: Well, it is because in the corporate plan delivery plan, we are talking about improving planning transparency. And that is an activity which does improve planning transparency and is noticeable to the constituents, to the residents of our district, very noticeable and commented on. Now, I'm not trying to just defend everything because I'm also aware that when we, but what I'm trying to say, first of all, is there are already a lot of things that have been delivered. There are already a number of plans for implementing further deliveries. We're all aware that we are not able to deliver everything that we wanted to deliver within the timing that we wanted to deliver it because, unfortunately, we are in a very exceptional circumstance. But what we have here is a delivery plan against which we are delivering adequately, if not better than that, and which is setting out a whole range of targets for what is going to come and how it is going to be achieved. So, yes, it does need to be robust, it is better than I, I believe that we had before. I certainly hadn't seen a document like this before from previous councils. Yes, it, it isn't perfect, but it, it's a, a, at least we are doing something in terms of uh, growing for the future and talking about how we are going to grow for the future. Thank you.
15: Councillor Hargreaves. Uh- Thank you, Chair. Could I just ask a question, just first of Councillor Sal. He referred earlier on to Watford. Is the document he's referring to called Watford together, our town, our future?
11: I'm working from my iPad as well. Uh, I think it was, yes, um, where there's a quote from the elected mayor on the corporate delivery plan and COVID, yeah?
15: Yeah. Uh, I've called that up, and I, I was enthusiastically going to look at that. So what have they done that's so much better than ours? And I've been through it. It's about five, six pages. And the whole lot from end to end is aspirational. I could only find three delivery things. One was an activity park. One was to have no rough sleepers, which I think counselees might confirm we have hope achieved. Uh, the other one, uh, carbon neutral by 2030, that was a the lot. Uh, there's nothing in there, there's anything like ours in terms of, of, of specific things. Nothing wrong with it, it's all good stuff. But I'm just surprised that that is being held up as, as something better than ours. Uh, ours has got a lot of aspirational stuff in it, things you cannot specifically define, how to improve processes, how to improve things like that. Um, Don't, argue, your point
1: may be well made, but the purpose of scrutiny is to scrutinise the executive, not to compare and contrast uh, other councils' attempts at their corporate plan delivery plans. I was just responding that this was being put forward... I I, I take your point, but we may be perhaps be wandering slightly too far off the topic. I'll keep quiet. Councillor, please.
18: Um, Sorry. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Chair. I don't think that I um, was the next in line. I think um, other people were before me, but I'm happy to go. But the only problem
1: is the next in line and if you're not, my apologies for missing. Oh no, no,
18: that's fine. It's just I was going now we've gone off into some other debate and I just wanted to um because I probably want to come back. I wanted to come I wanted just to respond to a couple of um Councillor Dean's points that he'd made on the housing and on, on his piece of paper. Um one is uh, you've asked whether there's going to be a delay no the, if there will be delay it would be a very small delay and that's it's all measurable as you've seen there are dates we have dates for every strategy when it's going to be published and delivered um, so I don't see how I can do any better than that uh, or how we can do better than that as the housing team um, if you're looking at it scrutiny we've put a date in that we expect it to be delivered and it um, and then we will see whether it's been delivered I, I think it's a little bit difficult to ask if there's a delay we have a pandemic on Um, as you know one of the strategies requires a lot of consultation so that consultation is going to be have to done in a different form than it has done before Um, so I feel if I may Councillor Gregory if you were looking at it from a scrutiny point of view we have put the dates in an immeasurable outcome and I'm not too sure how I can do any better than that under housing I have some other points but I will come back I don't want to overgo my five minutes. I'm trying to always get under one.
1: Thank you very much indeed, Councillor Lees,
19: Councillor Stora, then Councillor Driscoll. Thank you, Chair. Uh, technical point. Uh, so do please forgive me for that. And you also have to forgive me uh, because given it's so technical, I should really be, uh, be dressed in an anorak, but I'm not this evening. I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, I had intended to ring um, Mr. Glenday today, uh, but having checked his calendar, he's been in back-to-back meetings all day, and I haven't had the opportunity. And the reason I'm telling you that is because I wanted to just dis- to discuss with him the same issue. I want to raise it here because it would be inopportune not to. As I say, it's a technical point. It's on page 130 in points C and D. And it's the term Interim Planning Policy Guide. Now, with my anorak on, I don't know what that is. And therefore, I can perhaps save the the council some time saying that's going to be considered by December of this year. I don't think it can be. I don't think, looking back to the second column, the activities, the intention is to explore the potential for this. And my immediate reaction will be that, well, that's easy. There isn't any. And I think... I speak as a member of planning committee and Councillor Reeve might therefore be understanding as a fellow member where I'm coming from in the terms of the status, the role, the function that what this, these things, or this thing, the interim planning policy guidance is. There's no scope for it, as, I, as I'm aware of, in the system at the moment. However... I will be speaking to, uh, to uh, Mr Glendale tomorrow and he may well be able to point out the error of my ways or my lack of knowledge. But on, on that basis, it may be that same issues, these same issues can be satisfactorily quite easily resolved by not the use of that particular term, which to me is meaningless, but to replace it with supplementary planning documents. Now, that is another issue um, that I want to to drive forward in the context of the local plan, and I haven't had uh, any joy at the moment, but it's something I won't give up on. So that may well be, uh, members, an opportunity to, uh, to sort this out for the benefit of all of us. Thank you.
1: Councillor
7: Driscoll. Thank you, Chair. Um, As some people know, I normally say what I want to say and who worries about the consequences. However, I will try and be polite. I have no problem with this document as such. I consider it to be a live document and I will no doubt, before the next two and a half years are gone, whatever it is, expect to see many changes in it. Going back to a saying that we used to have when I was in the services, I would class this as a battle plan and all battle plans um, hit the fan the moment the feet hit the ground. And I believe we hit the fan in March because of the pandemic. And I would expect this to change, states to change, actions to change as we go forward. Uh, Councillor Dean is putting forward some ideas. Other people are putting forward ideas. This plan will work one way or the other and ideas will be considered. Now, I actually have nothing to do with making this plan apart from my input um, and my ward's input as we were asked questions. So, long story of 60 points, great. Off the air, Let's get this meeting finished with. We've gone over our two hours. I believe that criticism is not what we're looking at here. We've got a a list of dates in front of us. Expect them to change. Thank you, Chair.
1: Thank you, Councillor Driscoll. Are there any members who have not spoken once who wish to speak? I'm not seeing anybody. Um, May I make it... May I make a few observations, then Councillor Reeve, you can come back on the points made by uh, Councillor Stora and Councillor Driscoll, if you're so minded. This document is an improvement on what we saw before, but I'm not really sure that it's as good as it could be. Um, Councillor Selmy's very opening remarks made the point about success indicators. Where were the targets? where were the uh, numbers that would say if we achieve this we will have achieved success and there is still a lack of quantification in this document and bearing in mind um, councillor hargreaves notable facility with numbers i'm surprised that he hasn't advised colleagues to that extent i would have hoped to have seen uh, a greater number of key performance indicators and service standards. And I take very much Councillor Driscoll's point that this is a working document and it will evolve over time. And, you know, as he says, no plan survives contact with the enemy. But to have some, do- some quantification marked down, it, where in many areas it's lacking, would be very helpful. Not as a stick with which to beat the executive in the future, but as a quantification of the aspiration, which might then change as a result of circumstance, not least the current situation. So I would hope when we see this document again, um, there's been greater attention paid to some rather more detailed numbers which allow us to evaluate aspiration against actual performance. One very specific and rather picky point, page uh, paragraph 14 of the cover paper by the Chief Executive, uh, the second half in addition, with the reported cases of COVID-19 increasing significantly, um, is that the case within Uttlesford? I was rather of the impression that uh, the rate of growth had stabilised and indeed perhaps fallen. I realise that may be the case nationally, but is it the case we face within the district, please?
4: So we did we did uh, experience a, uh, a significant increase uh, such that uh, we were rated as red in terms of the Public Health England, uh, what's called an exceedance report. Uh, we obviously started from a very low base, of course, because we uh, we had very very few cases across the summer. Uh, so yes, we have seen uh, some significant increase in Uttersford and across Essex, because obviously uh, the bound, you know, the um, the virus doesn't know the boundaries, and of course you'll be very well aware of the. Outbreak at a school in Haverhill and again, uh, many of our staff, uh, you know, will come from that area, may have children at the school, and so on. So, um, Essex is doing much better than the rest of the country, uh, indeed. But we we are seeing significant increases, but not to the same degree of significance as as elsewhere. So, um, you know, we we have we have been read on the Public Health in, um, England's. Uh, exceedance report, uh, several weeks uh, running. uh, We went red, we went back down, we went red, we went back down, we were red for a few weeks. Uh, We are indeed at uh, the last report we had on Monday, uh, we were at green, uh, but at that point, we had had um, 26 cases in the last seven days reported. So it's a seven day rolling average.
2: Thank you. Uh, Councillor yeah, can I briefly come in
11: uh, to point of information? Uh, the Chief Secretary was right. I did see something in the press last week which said that pro rata, in terms of the population, Uddlesford was the highest in Essex. And that's what uh, took me back about a week ago.
4: So, if I may, Chair, just clarify that it was the highest rate of increase not the highest race of numbers, you know, not total numbers of cases, because obviously uh, we have a relatively small population compared to other parts of Essex, but the rate of increase in Uttlesford is, Councillor Sell was quite right, was the highest at that point.
1: Thank you. Councillor Reeves. do you wish to come back on any of the points that have been made by the last few speakers?
2: Yes, I, I, I will. I'll try and be, be brief. Um, going right back to the beginning of uh, Councillor Sells, where I didn't uh, um, uh, have a comeback or, or give an answer on, um, obviously um, a degree of pleasure that there's uh, acknowledgement that some progress has been made in your views about the, uh, um, uh, the quality of the document. What I what, one of the um, points you you made was that it doesn't sell well to our residents. You know how do you advertise this? And I see that more as a um, uh, as a communication issue. That uh, if it's deemed necessary, then uh, an- another document is required to say say in uh, simple and um, yeah. <laughs> in the words of communication experts, what are the highlights of what it is that we're trying to do. But it's, I think it's always hard to combine in one document something which is uh, uh, accurately saying what you're going to do about uh, numerous um, bullet points on a, on a wide ranging uh, activity plan and have that uh, easily accessible to uh, members of the public. So. Um, uh, or exciting to members of the public, so there I think we'd, 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 there's a good point that we should think about is how to uh, to sell that to our uh, to our residents and businesses. you talked about uh, the lack of specifics in the document, but um, I'm struggling a bit because I'm looking also for specifics of what where the problems are because the and um, uh, many of the uh, points that we do have in the plan now are uh, quantified with a. plans of the uh, various departments in the council and rather than have those all repeated uh, here in this document simply because it is business as usual uh, those are, uh, are not specifically highlighted here so I'm um, just struggling a bit in getting the um you know, that balance, because I understand, I'm, I'm an engineer, I've always worked with uh, with action plans and they've always been, you know, you've got to do exactly this and that many uh, tons of concrete per day and whatever, and so that's what I'm absolutely uh, familiar with. But in this type of activity, where a lot of the things that you're making are uh, deliverable documents, uh, then, um, yeah, I'll need to have a bit more thought to the details of what... Uh, Councillor Dean has made on on those, but um, uh, I don't uh, fully understand where the uh, uh, where the, the where the lacks are. But that is to be um, uh, looked at further. So that was under the the thing uh, under the um, the introductory points. It was also the um, what are the measures of success? Well, the measure of success is whether or not you do what's said. And for a lot of these things. Uh, it's saying we're going to do something, and so uh, GAP will be looking at the end of the year to see, well, have they done it? And, uh, and that's success. So um, that would be uh, an initial answer to that, but that probably needs a bit more thought, but that would be uh, where it goes. Under um, uh, Councillor Dean's uh, highlighted points, governance, well, we had a, a wide-ranging discussion on that, and that will live. What's stated in the plan at the moment uh, would stand because it says the working group's working on this and the, a deliverable will, uh, will come from that. And, and that's an accurate uh, statement and with the range of views probably uh, not unrealistic at the moment. Um, uh, member development, uh, yeah, that's a new point. We need to look at that. Another uh, thing about a number of Councillor Dean's points are that he's actually uh, making a bit of a criticism about the... Items on the left hand column of the document, so not so much the deliverable but the uh, the item itself, and those are what 's actually been approved, and I mentioned that in my introduction that that was approved during the approval of the corporate plan itself, so not the delivery uh, plan but the corporate plan, which where those items were, were identified, and those have been approved by full council. Uh, our next opportunity to relook at those will be um, uh, in uh, February, I think it's February next year, when uh, when the the next uh, um, uh, annual look at that takes place. But until then, I'm not sure we were are actually able to change those uh, the wordings on that left hand side, um, uh, and, and then the uh, some of the the details. The, yes, the the economic development strategy. I think we also had a discussion about that, and that was the the highlights for me. Are um, coupling the fact that uh, we, we will need uh, additional resources to look at that. And so some of the money we've got will be spent on uh, resources uh, uh, to do that. And the deliverable will be a, um, uh, a, a revised economic delivery plan in light of the new situation. And, uh, so, and that is a deliverable. And I think, I believe that some uh, timetables were given for that. Uh, coming on to uh, Councillor Stora's. Uh, Points. The, the interim planning policy guidance. It's very possible that, and uh, uh, Councillor Evans is on the call. So, uh, but whether or not we need to get into the semantics now or not, I think the idea was uh, of this, whether the right words have been used, but the concept was the concept of taking those uh, good um, uh, policy points from the um, the last local plan, the one that wasn't um, uh, proceeded further, taking some of the planning policy ones of that and then getting those approved in the meantime, such that we're able to apply those in the planning committees. So I think that's the logic of what was required, but uh, uh, I fully accept uh, the store's words if we have the wrong uh, terminology, and maybe that's something which if it can be done easily we could uh, ad- adapt in, uh, before it, the approval of this document is made by cabinet. Um, and then coming on to um, uh, uh, Councillor Gregory's uh, point, uh, Chair, uh, your own comments. Again, uh, I was yeah, thank you for saying that it's just improved. You know, so maybe in your eyes we've gone from a, a four to a five out of ten, or a five to a six out of ten. And thanks for that. Uh, um, uh, but you, you said it's not as good as it could be. Well, I must say we've really tried quite hard. Uh, the situation now is that we're already halfway through the year so to carry on doing significant polishing I think really has to be uh, challenged. I think the real point that you're um, uh, making now is uh, we will be making uh, another one of these in uh, February for the, for the following year and uh, what you're saying is that next time round you'd like it done better and I think that that is a uh, that is a valid comment, and I'm sure from the experience of this one, this administration will be uh, taking those points on board and maybe we'll be able to do a better point of that uh, uh, next time round. To try to make substantial changes now, I must say I really have to start querying um, the uh, the value of that as distinct from just getting this one out and trying to get six months' worth out of it and doing it. But having said that, uh, we will take all the points, especially the detailed ones made by... Uh, uh, councillor dean and see if there are ones there which can be easily adapted. Uh, I think the service standards you also uh, mentioned, um, uh, some of the detail was not there. I think the reason for that is that they that they are in their business as usual and all the uh, departments of the council do have their own individual plans and a lot of those are very detailed. I'm now getting uh, well up to speed in my own portfolio with the uh, Linda Howells just using hers as an example I can see that she has very specific uh, targets that she's taking as her uh, uh, as, as her work goes forward and I was very gratified to uh, to see that and I'm sure that those are replicated in all the other uh, departments of the council um, uh, where have we got uh, I think that was more or less the, the the main points that I heard so I would summarize uh, chair if I may. Uh, there's been uh, many points made by many people. I've made notes of those. I'm sure you will be wanting to make a note yourself to carry that forward to uh, Cabinet and uh, putting all that together we'll see what can be done to uh, uh, maybe score another one or two points in your scoring of us uh, uh, as we go forward. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much indeed for that very comprehensive answer, Councillor Reeve. Um yeah. Is there anybody Well, before I Time is getting on, it is 20 to 10. But there may be individuals who would wish to speak for the first time, and there may be individuals who wish to speak for the second time, notably Councillor Lees and Councillor Dean. So I'm seeing Councillor Coote and Councillor LeCount wishing to speak for the first time. Uh, in that order, please, Councillor Coote, then Councillor LeCount.
10: Uh, thank you, Chair. I, I just wanted to uh, thank uh, Councillor Reeve for. Uh well, for me anyway, for hearing for the first time from him in his new uh, role. I thought he did very, very well. Thank you very much for your precise answers. And on a second point, I, I find myself, I think in part, agreeing with um, Councillor Sell. I think it was, it may have been Councillor Dean, I can't remember. I do think, as scrutiny, we do have to remember that we are here to be impartial, and I think it is important that we remember that. And I think maybe through you, Chair, we need to perhaps call a meeting of the Scrutiny Committee to discuss that. Because I do find myself at times cringing that um, it does break down at the moment. It's the first time for me in any scrutiny uh, company that I've served on where it is fairly obvious that it's broken down into political allies or...
0: I've been thrown out again, and it's not letting me reconnect. Yeah, so I don't think there's a broadcast going on at the moment. Where are we at? Oh, I'm coming back now. And
6: basically, we have got a very low percentage. And I'd like to hear maybe from Dawn, just quickly. All right, Basically, she talks about red and then green, but we are very, very, our, our increases are small, Dalton, aren't they? Right. Thank you.
4: Right. So indeed, Chair, the, the increases, you, you're quite right, obviously I did comment that we were starting from a very low base, um, so we, we obviously don't want to frighten people, but we absolutely do not want people to be complacent. Um, so we have uh, obviously, as I said, also stated, the virus knows no boundaries, and we have people coming into the district and we have people going out of the district elsewhere. So, um, so it's not intended to frighten people, but it is absolutely... Uh, we are not in a position to be complacent, and... Uh, it, Essex collectively, all of the partners across Essex are really keen to ensure that we keep the virus very low with because we have the strap line, let's keep Essex open, which obviously plays to the, uh, you know, the uh, economic recovery aspect. So um, we, none of us can be complacent and uh, it's important that we keep tabs as, as closely as we can on all the cases so that we can uh, crack down as quickly as possible if we see uh, numbers emerging, or indeed if we see any patterns uh, and so on. So it's not intended to frighten people. It's intended to alert us uh, to, you know, to uh, to pay attention and look for patterns, look for actions we can take uh, to keep the the virus as low as possible.
6: Thank you very much, Dawn. Appreciate your answer.
1: Um, One passing comment, I'm very pleased to hear that we have a professional engineer in charge of delivery. Uh, It's always good to have someone from a nice hard discipline uh, taking charge of these items and being aware of the importance of detailed tolerances and specifications. So I find that deeply reassuring, uh, Councillor Reeve. Uh, Councillor Lee's for the second time, Councillor Dean for the second time, and then I think it's time to go home, or metaphorically home.
18: Uh, thank you very much Chair um, I did actually lower my hand um, because Councillor Reeve answered so eloquently some of the points I was going to make um, If I, Two things I would like to say I, if I may just as a guest I do agree with Councillor Koo there does seem to be a moment sometimes in scrutiny where it does fall into a very obvious from an outsider um, political stance and I say that um because my husband ran in and said who was speaking uh, but if that, so that would be nice secondly and also um i've taken in i've read the points 60 points uh, from councilor dean and some of them certainly i will look at and address and, and answer my own my own portfolio i will try and answer clearly i'm i'm a little bit unsure if i may just ask you in for the scrutiny for the delivery plan is um, some of the points that have been raised, I'm not too sure whether that, that we could change them or whether they are they have been a note on a decision on a decision been made, and why has that decision been made? And if you could just clarify with me, it, do I, should I be answering that at scrutiny why that decision was made? Um, do I have to prove that it, that it has been d- debated enough, looked at enough, had good governance? um or is it that what we were looking at rather than a decision being made that if i may just ask that question i know it's late but i just wanted to check so i'm come well prepared next time
1: i think my understanding would be that you have an absolute right to implement your manifesto and decisions that are made in accordance with that are not really open to challenge we're about uh delivery and the governance of delivery but there again uh, in the spirit of openness and transparency, if somebody seeks some measure of clarification, then I think it would be impolite and uncollegial if you were not to at least refer to the basis of the decision. So, you know, I think you have a good technical point to Councillor Lees, but I'm sure with your usual charm and diplomacy, you'll manage to reconcile both. Uh,
18: thank you very much, that's Mr. Chair. And I think the charm and display. Displo- uh, Diplomacy and eloquence obviously comes from yourself from the chair usually. Thank you, Councillor Lee. Councillor Dean.
8: Thank you, Chairman. Uh, First of all, I I look forward to the the pint from Gary. Um, (laughs) um, I only want to mention uh, two points. One is just for clarification. Uh, and i'm looking at page 141 of the document that i sent back it was talking about implement programs to reduce single-use plastics and then the fourth column talks about recycling well i'm probably most members know but redu- reduction means it doesn't get into the green bin or the black bin because people don't use it in the first place so i and and therefore the answer in the fourth column, doesn't address the main problems. I'd like that to be thought about. And and the the other one that I'm in a way a bit more concerned about is on page 142, 4A, that's under take strong action on dealing with pollution, that there seems to be the, the one on air quality monitoring and delivering reductions, there's no sign of any intention to do anything there because it talks about works on hold whilst the report written and then no proactive work is scheduled on this item in 2021. So I am concerned that, you know, one of the biggest concerns that we have as a corporate organisation is about air pollution in the district. This suggests nothing's happening and that worries me, particularly as we're embarking on a new local plan and air pollution and etc. must be part of the things that we're trying to reduce so I, I just raise that for emphasis and, and and i thank councillor reeve for uh taking note of my and for that matter councillor lee's taking note of my long list of uh comments and i look forward to, or happy to have a dialogue offline if that will help thank you
1: thank you Councillor dean councillor coote i see you have your hand up uh,
18: canc-
10: We
1: can't hear you, Arthur.
10: Sorry, Chair. I forgot to take my hand down. Sorry.
7: We'll forgive you. Councillor Driscoll? Yes, thank you, Chair. Um, I'd just like to go to Councillor Dean's second point there. Um, the Climate Change Air Quality uh, Subcommittee or whatever you want to call us, are actually carrying out work on that at the moment. Figures are being monitored and suggestions are being looked out. So that may not be in the in the plan at the moment, but work is carrying on. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very
1: much indeed, Councillor Driscoll. That seems an entirely appropriate note on which to end this meeting before we end it. Uh, Mr Gibson's done a magnificent job on his own, uh, looking after us and uh, scribbling feverishly. And I think he probably deserves a quick round of applause after three hours. Sorry. Thank you very much indeed, Mr Gibson. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, night, Chair. Uh, and thank you for a very, very good meeting indeed. Take care.
13: Thank you, Chair. Good night all.